This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals prepare for a double dose of the blue shirts. It's time for your first half awards. And the Rangers come to D.C. Friday after putting the Flyers through the wood chipper last night. Today's Thursday, March 18th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. After a deserved off day yesterday, the Capitals will be back at practice this morning in MedStar Capitals Iceplex, preparing to face the Rangers tomorrow night. A question on who will be on the bench suddenly for the Rangers. We found out yesterday, David Quinn and his entire staff missed last night's game against the Flyers, all in COVID protocol. A reminder to us all that we're not out of the woods yet. Although the way the Rangers played last night, maybe they don't need coaches anymore. More on that in a bit. And we'll have the latest tomorrow on the matchup with the Blue Shirts. But today, while we have a breather in the middle of a six-game homestand, the Capitals in first place by percentage points over the Islanders, we reflect on the first half of the season. And our first award is the biggest surprise of the first half. My biggest surprise in the first half is Vitek Vanacek, and I guess that probably goes without saying. When you go back to the preseason and just before, we thought that Henrik Lundqvist was going to be in the fold for this team, and due to health reasons, he couldn't be. And then days into the season, Ilya Samsonov on the COVID protocol list, and Vitek was left basically alone in the goal crease. Here's a guy that didn't even think he was going to see the ice for the big club this year. And here he is after a shutout this past Monday, his first as an NHLer. He's got 12 wins on the season, one of the best rookie seasons by anyone in the NHL this season. Where would this team be without Vitek Vanacek? He is my biggest surprise of the first half. All right, John, biggest surprise of the first half. How about a couple of pleasant surprises in the form of Pittsburgh Penguins fitting in admirably here in Washington, talking about Connor Sherry and Justin Schultz. For Sherry, a late pickup late in the offseason anyway, signing a one-year deal. Not sure what you're necessarily going to get. Yes, a former 20-goal scorer, but wasn't sure where he would necessarily fit in the lineup here, and he has been tremendous, really going up and down the lineup, filling in when there's been injuries and absences and a key cog and someone who certainly has a knack for finding the back of the net. And using the wheels as well. Connor Sherry has been very good so far in Washington. And on the back end, Justin Schultz, yes, he's earning a a few more dollars than some and signed a big free agent deal as far as the dollars are concerned in the offseason. But his ability to join the rush and activate and create offensively, I put this in air quotes, only two goals because it feels like he's generated quite a bit of offense, seems to fit in very nicely in Peter Laviolette's system. A very nice offseason pickup. Pleasant surprises. Connor Sherry. And Justin Schultz, a twofer there for you, John. All right, so we move on now to the biggest disappointment in the first half. And for me, I think it's got to be TJ Oshie. Not that it was a bad first half. Picked up an even strength goal Tuesday against the Islanders. And hopefully that's a good sign of things to come. Because TJ at even strength in the first half, not a lot of goals. That was only his second of the entire season. To his credit, he has been good on the power play. Leads the team in that department, in fact, but even has struggled in shootouts this season. Usually that's his thing. Seven goals in 27 games is certainly not that disappointing, but hopefully there's more at even strength for TJ in the second half. That's my biggest disappointment in the first half. Not enough offensive production at 5-on-5 from number 77. 
Yeah, biggest disappointment. I'm also going to keep it in the top six. One of the headliners on this team. I feel like we've been down this road before as far as performing below high expectations. Talking about Evgeny Kuznetsov, I know he's missed time due to the COVID absence and injuries and dealt with a few things in the first half of the season. But we've said it before, based on the bar he set for himself in 2018, based on the ceiling, based on the potential, we know what's inside him. As Brian McClellan said years ago, there's a top 10 player in the league inside of Evgeny Kuznetsov. The consistency, though, we just have not seen it again here in the first half this season. We've often said as Kuznetsov goes, so go the Capitals. Maybe the first half to this season is actually an exception where the Capitals did very well despite a lack of offensive productivity and an all-around game from Kuznetsov. But I'm not sure that that's sustainable. If the Capitals are to make another deep run this spring into summer, you're going to need Evgeny Kuznetsov to turn it around. Just hasn't looked like the player that he could be, that he should be, that he ought to be, and he needs to be starting in the second half of the season uh, moving forward here. All right, so now we move on to the most improved player. And for me, and I'm sure a lot of people out there, Nick Jensen is the guy. Two goals in a week after 166 games without. Yeah, that's terrific. There's no question. He's always kind of had that offensive potential. We saw it building for a couple of weeks, and then it finally broke through. But that, to me, isn't the reason that he's the most improved. He's a completely different player than we saw this time last year. When he plays with confidence, he's a difference maker. And this year, he's been exactly that. Playing alongside Zdeno Chara, it's been maybe career-making for him. The way he's playing, he's one of the biggest reasons the Caps' decor is night and day better over last season. You can see him jumping up into play. He makes a difference every time he's on the ice. It's been a great thing to watch. Nick Jensen, for me, is your most improved player of the first half. Yeah, hard to disagree with Nick Jensen. He's been very good this year. Nice bounce back season for him. I'm going to go with his former St. Cloud State University teammate in Nick Dowd. And it's not that Nick Dowd had a rough season a year ago. It's just that the way he's been deployed this year under Peter Laviolette, Nick Dowd seemingly taking his game to another level. That fourth line, that shutdown line with Haglin and Hathaway, they've been terrific. They've been consistent. They've been very reliable. And Nick Dowd taking advantage of increased ice time. He's averaging just under 15 minutes a night, a career high for him. If that uh, he maintains that pace for the rest of the season. Uh, six goals as well, already approaching a career high. His effectiveness in the face-off circle, he's been trusted in late-game situations. Key cog on the penalty kill as well. Nick Dow just seemingly checking a lot of boxes. And given the early season absences, and more recently of Lars Eller and Evgeny Kuznetsov, Capitals have been thinned down the middle, but Nick Dowd... Uh, filling in admirably and really emerging as uh, the key figure as well on a solid fourth line, one of the best in the league this season. We move on to the best supporting actor of the first half. He's not necessarily on the marquee, although this guy, to be fair, probably is on the marquee. How could he not be? I mean, you can't miss him out there. Zdeno Chara today is his 44th birthday. And it has been a turn-back-the-clock kind of season for him. So steady, makes everyone better around him. He's played with just about everybody on the back end at one time or another. Obvious that he is beloved by his new teammates. And it has been such a treat to have a future Hall of Famer here for another run at a Stanley Cup. 
it really is incredible the difference he's made on this decor. Some because of his play, some because of his influence on others. But what an incredible signing he has been so far. And hopefully the best is yet to come for him and the team. Zidane Chara, my best supporting actor of the first half. I'm going to go with a big boy here as well. I'm not sure that he's a supporting actor or a headline and a key cog on this team, but give me Tom Wilson and maybe out of sight, out of mind of late while he's been serving the suspension. But you go back to the start of the season when the Capitals were racking up those wins and points early on in opening 6-0-3. Remember how good Tom Wilson was right out of the gate, setting the tone for what was potentially going to be a career year? Still could be. He'll have some ground to make up after this suspension and an early season injury as well. But Tom Wilson finding the back of the net this year. He's been extremely productive at even strength, bringing the physicality. When he comes back now this weekend, I would expect him to be uh, revved up and energized. Maybe it'll take him a game or two to get his legs back under him. But as far as a best supporting actor, going back really to the start of the year, John, when when not everyone was on board from the get-go, Tom Wilson, I thought, came to play this season, was terrific off the bat, and here's hoping when he comes back from his suspension, he'll be able to uh, pick up and uh, find that pace once again. Now we move on to the big one now, and our final award for the first half of the season, the team's most valuable player in the first half, and I'm going to go again with Vitek Vanacek. You could have gone a couple different directions with this one, and that probably speaks to how good this team has been in the first half because it has been a different guy every night. But for Vitek Vanacek, without his play in the first half, this season could have gone very differently. No Lundqvist, Samsonov in COVID protocol just days into the season. If he doesn't perform the way he did, the Capitals simply would not be where they are right now. The pressure he faced without having any real safety net and the workload that he had to carry. Now look, he may not get as many games in the second half as he did in the first. In all likelihood, he won't. But even if Ilya Samsonov becomes the number one down the stretch, Vitek's contributions in the first half kept Washington at or near the top of the charts. They are where they are right now in large part because of number 41. Vitek Vanacek, my first half most valuable player. Well, John, I thank you for picking Vitek Vanacek because that means you threw me a bone here and allowed me to pick Nicholas Backstrom. There's no way neither of us was going to pick number 19 in Backstrom. The way he's played this season, noted sniper Nicholas Backstrom, as we've been referring to him on our broadcast, finding the back of the net already up to 12 goals this season. That matches his total from all of last year, and he did that in 32 fewer games played. Your leading scorer this season, your number one center. We talk about the absences, the injuries this year. Steady as he goes, Nicholas Backstrom has been terrific this year and good on him as well. Year one of that five-year contract extension. Maybe a few eyebrows were raised last season at the amount that he was getting as far as the dollar figure and salary cap attached to it. He's been worth every penny this season in helping the Capitals fight for first place in the first half of this unorthodox season. He's just been absolutely outstanding this year, and good on him. Uh, here he is uh, in his age 33 season already and continuing to get it done at this rate. There they are, your first half awards, and what a first half it was. Caps at the top of the Mass Mutual East. Speaking of the Mass Mutual East, around the league last night, around the division last night, the Flyers and the Rangers at Madison Square Garden. We have discussed recently on this program that the Flyers have a goaltending problem. We did not know how right we were. The Rangers last night scored two in the first, 
and seven in the second period en route to a 9-0 win. Mika Zibanejad tied an NHL record with six points in the second period. Brian Elliott started and got shelled. Pulled in the second after allowing five goals on 13. Carter Hart had to come on in relief. He fared no better, allowing four more in quick succession. Hopefully the Rangers got all of their goals out of their system Wednesday. They'll be here Friday to begin a two-game homestand. Coming up tonight, Pittsburgh will travel to face New Jersey. The Devils are hot. They've won one in a row. They beat the Sabres. See how that game goes tonight. 7 o'clock. Boston is at Buffalo. Interim head coach Don Granado makes his debut ban after Ralph Kruger fired on Wednesday. No real surprise that uh, this finally happened in Buffalo. It was only a question of when and not if they would make a coaching change. So finally, it comes after a 12 straight loss. Where do they go from here? I don't know. Do you look at Chris Knobloch, the Hartford Wolfpack coaching staff, after what they pulled off at Madison Square Garden? But... Um, I don't know. In all seriousness, I think they actually need the, the exact opposite of that. They, they don't need NHL newbies. They need NHL veterans, guys who've been there, done that, guys who can walk into the dressing room, command respect right away, have won at this level. They don't need the next big thing to, to figure things out as he goes along and, and to work through some, some coaching issues. They need somebody who could walk in right away. Uh, with some street credibility, whether it's Bruce Boudreaux, who we're all fond of, whether it's Claude Julien, whether it's Gerard Gallant. You know, Mike Babcock's name has come up despite his uh, coaching methods being questioned after his dismissal in Toronto. But you need somebody like that. You need somebody who's been around the block, who's seen some things and can take what's really a laughing stock of a franchise right now and start to steer them at least in the right direction. And the Flyers tonight finishing up 2-2. Two and two. What do they do for an encore after losing by 9? Now they have to go face the Islanders at Nassau Coliseum. The Islanders still haven't lost in regulation at home this season, so good luck to you, Elaine Vigneault. Standings look like this as we get going this morning. The Capitals and the Islanders tied at 42 by percentage points. The Capitals went out. Pittsburgh, 37. Boston now with 34. Philadelphia stays at 31 after their loss. The Rangers are now within three points of the Flyers at 28. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, my, my answer is pretty simple. I mean, we've seen we've seen him do it year after year. It's just so impressive. And uh, I mean, I think I think the way he shoots the puck, the way he scores, the way he plays the game, it's just, it's just fun to see. So, I mean, as a teammate, you're just enjoying every moment. Nick Backstrom talking after the game on Tuesday about his teammates and longtime running mate, Alex Ovechkin. Alex, with a big night, a memorable night, a historic night, a milestone night. Here as we close out the show today, a listen back to the moments that mattered in montage form on the radio side with me and Ken on the television side from Joe and Craig. One more listen back and we look ahead to the Rangers on tomorrow's show. Have a great Thursday, everybody. This is Alex Veshkin, and you're listening to the Capitals Radio Network. The Capitals and the Islanders, of course, are on the marquee, but right underneath, Alex Ovechkin and his pursuit, and now catching and looking to pass tonight, Phil Esposito. Last night in Buffalo, scoring in a third period, the 717th goal of his NHL career. The next one he gets, he is sixth all-time. Only five names will be left in front of him. You know, Alex Ovechkin over the years, big games, he finds a way to show up and get big goals. So, look, keep your eyes peeled for this one. I think he's going to have a great game tonight against the Islanders. Backstrom, then Sherry. 
Connor Sherry for Backstrom. They have the Islanders D rolling now. Ovechkin fires. He scores! on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Cavs! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.